0: Welcome to the Rough Cut or Retrospective, episode 157, a podcast that talks about movies, television, pop culture, and our feelings in the midst of a world burning around us. I'm your host, uh, just full of emotions today, Carter Sims, joined, as always, uh, he who's your friend who likes to play? Jackson! Jackson! It's Jackson McGuire, and hey, buddy! Big bong! Big bong! How are you, pal?
1: I am doing great. I am feeling joyous and I'm ready to pod baby
0: and no other emotions just joy no other <laughs> I'm feeling sadness today and together we're making a great mm. combo so there you go uh yeah we're talking uh RCR top 100 today inside out so we're gonna dive into that our first animated film on the list which is fun so
1: that's not true.
0: oh yeah Spider-Man uh, our <laughs> no, second uh, there's
1: another one. Is there? No. Is <laughs> the Iron Giant.
0: Oh, yeah. Our third animated film. <laughs> we'll see where it stacks up with the other two that I've clearly forgotten. Whoops. I'm old. <laughs> uh, but first, Jackson, tell me something, boy.
1: Tell me something,
0: boy. What have you been into this week, pal?
1: I have been into a lot of different things. Uh starting with the thing. Uh, which was a cool first watch very horrific very yeah. scary young Kurt Russell young Keith David people sleep on the young Keith David and he's young Wilfred Brimley um sure I don't know who that is but <laughs> that yeah let's go sense. with that
0: they lock him away I oh think. really okay
1: yeah um it's super scary I love the ending I love how ambiguous uh it is and it's yeah it's it's really good Those I practical I no, effects man it's some scary stuff when that oh, dog yeah. is transforming into the disgusting monster. Oh man, horrific! I love it. That's good. Stuff. Um, and the blood testing scene is so tense. So yeah, tense. holds up, uh, holds up really well. I I think we're covering this at some point. Uh, we are yes, on top one hundred. So that so that'll be a fun episode to dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, I also checked out on Hulu. No one will save you, which is that like, uh, like home invasion alien movie. Have you seen this one?
0: Yeah, um, I think it was like a couple weeks ago that I saw it. I don't remember yeah. if I brought it up on the pod, but yeah, I've seen it. Uh, what do you think?
1: I I didn't really like it, to be honest. I thought like the first like third of the movie is really good, mm. and like the rev- like the, there's this like rev- like this mystery of like, what did she do to this girl? Like, how is she misunderstood? And the reveal is that she killed her by hitting her with a rock. And it's like, okay, like you kind of deserve all this hate. Like this is biblical. I don't know. I don't know. Like sometimes I was waiting for like the big turn for that to be like something really significant and important. And it was just kind of stupid. Um, But you like the gimmick of like,
0: you know, no voice, like not, not a lot of dialogue going on. It
1: didn't, I didn't hate it, like, like yeah. it. Honestly, cool. just didn't even like register with me for a while that there was no dialogue, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I guess there's, I guess there's not," because I don't know. Um, mm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't huge on it, but it was a fun, it was a fun watch. I definitely recommend it if you just want to turn something on and check out some alien horror stuff because it's definitely scary. Totally. Um and then on top of that, uh, I watched uh, Halloween for the first time on October 31st, which was pretty fun. Attaboy. Uh Great slasher. I liked it better than uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. I think. Uh, you know, Michael Myers, he has all the theatrics, uh, and he just needs a better outlet for that. You know, he needs to do some community theater. <laughs> And because like the way he kills all those people and like stacks them into like the closet to swing out and this one to pop out there like it's so funny. He,
0: he put the work in.
1: He he <laughs> clearly did. Um, but then like the shot too of like um, oh gosh, why can't I can't even think of her name right now. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I always forget her name for some reason. Like where she's like hiding and then like Michael Myers' mask comes out of the shadow. Like that shot is oh, so cool. Like, yeah. oh, that was awesome. Have
0: you seen um audience reactions from like 1979? There's clips on YouTube. Oh, really? When um she thinks she's like out of it and mm-hmm. like Michael Myers rises up and people are like literally like, Oh, it's so good yeah it's so it's so cool to see like that was still going on in like 1970s Is really the cool. way
1: yeah the way i would not keep my eyes off of that body at any <laughs> point know. like just keep stabbing him like do what you got to do oh yeah um, like you can
0: see where that like cliche like started. yeah totally yeah. totally good
1: stuff um and then i did a rewatch of spider-man across the spider-verse which was pretty fun that was we've last done night. that on
0: this podcast
1: yeah yeah we, we you know we talked i do remember the good job coming. i don't good stuff <laughs> uh yeah um, we did that and it's good. Uh, I think my same critiques of it feeling pandery to like the movies, I, I think still sticks out to me and I sure. don't love that, but, but everything else is great. And Hovey Brown is so cool. Daniel Kaluuya is maybe the best Spider-Sona outside the main cast. Uh, Really fun, really fun stuff.
0: Nice. You were busy this week. I love it.
1: I know. I know. What about you?
0: Um, I was I was pretty busy too. Um, since you're talking Halloween watches on uh on Halloween, I watched Dracula. Ooh, the um this is the Christopher Lee Dracula I checked out. Um, which is like Peter Cushing of uh, Grand Moff Tarkin (laughs) fame, which was cool. Michael Gow or Go like uh, Alfred in those like the '80s Batman's Mm -hmm. was also in it, which is kind of cool.
1: He was um, old in those movies. So boy, he was.
0: So yeah, he was like a middle-aged man in this movie. <laughs> This was like from the fifties. I was like, dang. Yeah. So um yeah, really good, really fun. Christopher Lee is goaded as an evil guy. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So that was fun. Um uh, I hopped on Netflix and checked out Reptile, which I kept seeing on like my weird dashboard. Um Benicio del Toro. Okay. Dustin Timberlake. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh who's been having a rough time. Have you heard all this yeah. Britney spears stuff? memoir he was stuff.
1: like yeah wasn't he like planning for a comeback and then something bad happened like all this like oh, britney, britney spears
0: just like destroyed him yeah good good it's some wild stuff <laughs> um it's kind of like a so this movie is kind of like a crime whodunit type of movie benicio mm-hmm. del toro plays like a detective in a in a small town it was it was like Doing okay, and then like it leaves so many things like so many loose ends and not mm-hmm. in like a cool crime solvy way, like not an ambiguous way, but like yeah, like, you miss that kind of way. Um, so that was a little disappointing. But um then on on Amazon, I don't think anyone's talking about this movie, but I checked out The Burial and mm-hmm. it's this movie starring our boy Jamie Foxx, who's having a hell of a year. Um, and Tommy Lee Jones, notable cranky guy. And um, this was really cool. Like Jamie Foxx plays a lawyer who's just like a defending Tommy Lee Jones who like runs this funeral home and is trying to get compensated for some stuff. Um, It's a really cool, really nice, like courtroom lawyer movie in 2023, which I don't think we get a lot of anymore. Um, And Jamie Foxx is really fun in it. So I would recommend it. It's a a good watch. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, Jackson. Um, Wow. I queued this up on peacock. I was gonna go to the movies and then I saw it was on peacock so I didn't do that fair and <laughs> boy, did you play did you play the games at all? I didn't play the games
1: no but... I was not into horror at the time of like the height of the games so like I, <laughs> yeah. I I don't think I can do horror video games now like it's just too too immersive I think for me yeah to get into
0: it this um I don't know. This movie wasn't very good, but it like did okay. so well at the box office, which is kind of crazy. Like
1: it, it got the meme views.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it just got a lot of fans of the game, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like much like they do with a lot of these movies, they make it about trauma, and you're like, "Do I need this in my Five Nights at Freddy's movie?" <laughs> like it's it's weird. So I wasn't riding for it really. But Matthew Lillard back in like the horror genre mm-hmm. is a, a welcome return. So I know was Josh Hutcherson
1: so. like an okay choice? I mean,
0: he was serviceable, I guess, for the role. He's been getting um, some
1: weird projects lately that I don't think have been hitting for him.
0: I did read, though, that uh, him and Jennifer Lawrence uh, are starring in the, the top movies on respective streaming services and No Hard Feelings on Netflix. And, oh. Uh, I Nights Freddy. So, like, go Hunger Games, That's kind I of mess. funny. So, <laughs> good for them. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't very good. And then the last one that I will recommend... Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which
1: we talked about. Oh, on our nice! Oscars okay. Oscars
0: pod with uh, with Corbin and Cody. Um,
1: I really want to see that.
0: It was uh really really good and not at all what I thought it would be. Okay. Um, if you're going in thinking it's just like oh it's just a French courtroom drama like, mm-hmm. it really is really interesting the kind of the the weaves it, it it takes. So I'd recommend it. It's a French film. Um, but yeah, it was in theaters in Chicago right now. I don't know if it's. in wide release anywhere else but but yeah it's um i really enjoyed it and i hope my sandra Holler pick and lead actress still stands strong she was really good so we will see but yeah busy week at the movies for us good for us Mm -hmm. um wonderful should we should we dive in jackson let's do it let's move on to i'm ready for my close-up
1: all right mr demille i'm ready for my close-up
0: And today, as mentioned, apparently not the first animated movie we've done. News to me. (laughs) Or the second. (laughs) Or the second. Also news to me. Um, We are covering Inside Out. Do you ever look at someone and wonder, what is going on
1: inside their head? School was great, all right? What was that? I thought you said we were going to act casual. Riley, is everything okay? (sighs)
0: Sir, she just rolled her eyes at us. All right, make a show of force. I don't want to have to put the foot down.
1: No. Not the foot. Riley, I do not like this new attitude. Oh, I'll show you attitude, old no, man. No, 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 breathe. What is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. Take it to DEFCON 2. DEFCON 2! I don't know where this disrespectful attitude came from. You want a piece of this, Pops? Yeah, well, look. Well. Prepare the foot. Keys to safety position.
0: Ready to launch on your command, sir. Just
1: shut up! Fire! That's it. Go to your room. The foot is down. The foot is down. (laughs) Good job, gentlemen. That could have been a disaster. Well,
0: that was a disaster. From 2015, uh, directed by Pete Docter, who also directed uh, Monsters, Inc., and Up, and Soul, so high pedigree of Pixar there for him. Um, this movie premiered at Cannes didn't realize that in 2015, mm. which is kind of cool. I think kind of speaks to its prestige a little bit. Uh, written by Pete Doctor, who also wrote the movies that I, I mentioned. Uh, Josh Cooley, who also wrote those sh- those movies. and uh, Meg LaForve, Lef- Lef- uh, I can't pronounce the name, so I'm just gonna say that. Um, she also wrote The Good Dinosaur, which mm. was the same year. And also, get this, Jackson, Captain Marvel. The Marvels are coming up. Excited? Ooh.
1: The clips I've been seeing have me excited. I got to say. Good. I don't know. I've been seeing some fun stuff.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, those are the writers. Uh, little synopsis. After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Francisco, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness, conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. Starring Amy Poehler, Phyllis Smith, Bill Hader, Mindy Kaling, Louis Black, Caitlin Diaz, Richard Kine, Kyle MacLachlan, and Diane Lane. Pretty solid cast there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson, 2015, eight years ago, is that when you saw the movie for the first time or when was the
1: first time? You know what's crazy? I can't pinpoint the specific moment in which I watched it like in theaters. I might have seen it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, like, I feel like the most memorable time I watched it and the earliest was, like, in Mrs. Gray's Spanish class. In Spanish? uh, No, we throw on the Spanish subtitles. Classic. There you go. And we're learning when you do that, which is super fun. Shout out to Mrs. Gray. (laughs) Shout out. Uh, And me and John Bannock, of all people, uh, cried watching the movie and everyone laughed at us. In class. Um, You losers. Exactly. Uh, Just like
0: Riley crying in class. Exactly.
1: Yeah, totally. um it's a great movie though
0: yeah yeah i i think like i definitely saw it in theaters uh i definitely remember being i don't know junior in high school were you a sophomore Mm -hmm. do you remember okay um
1: yeah i think so in 2015 yeah yeah uh
0: i remember crying i remember this movie knocked me out um one of two pixar movies that came out this year and i will say this one was better i'll go ahead and say that uh the good dinosaur shout out i guess um Yeah, um, a little bit why I chose this movie for RCR. I, I don't know if this is a hot take today, but I think so. It was really hard to pick because we decided that we would only allow one Pixar movie in our little top one hundred. We were pretty, um, pretty uh, agreed on that. So I think people would imagine we'd pick like you know Toy Story or or Ratatouille, Up, Wall-E, any any of these movies. You could pick any of these movies and be like chill. Yeah, but like. At least for me, like pound for pound, I think this is still the most profound and intelligent Pixar movie that has like, I'll talk about it later, but has like the best kid to adult balance of enjoyment, I think, of all of them. Yeah, perhaps. totally. Um, so, yeah, what what are your overall kind of impressions of it before we kind of kind of dig into it?
1: Yeah, like for me, it's not my personal favorite uh, Pixar movie, but like at the same time, I don't think I would throw Incredibles on like a top 100 list because I don't think it's saying a whole lot um, mm-hmm. in like the context of film. Sure. But I think I do agree with you. I do think that Inside Out is probably I think like maybe that like what's the next strongest contender for like most poignant like maybe like Soul, but I don't think that has like an accessibility that, like kids. a lot that like makes it timeless like I think yeah. this movie is um yeah it, it's just really special I think every kid should see this and I think every parent should see this movie too it, it's it's for everybody
0: here here and we'll mm-hmm. get more into it about what works about it but uh before that let's uh, jump into the time capsule with a uh, great Scott great Scott and uh 2015 Jackson was a was a prime time in our lives you remember uh going to dances listening to Uptown funk. And, I do uh, remember
1: that.
0: Uh, big. This was like when Ed Sheeran really took off. Like Thinking Out Loud. All, mm-hmm. all that was big. Um, see you again, little Charlie Puth action for you. Banger. So Fast and Furious was going hard. And this was also for my Swifties out there. 1989 released this year. So I know that was just re released. So mm-hmm. sh- shout out to all you Swifties out there who are listening. Um, some movies of the time in 2015. Uh, the Big Short. Uh Spotlight, which won Best Picture that year. Great movie. Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian. This is a hell of a year. And this was also like we're firmly in the IP world in this year. We, yeah. get a, we get Force Awakens. We get Creed. We're in the legacy sequel rage. We get a Mission Impossible movie. We get an Avengers movie. Ant-Man, Jurassic World. We get all the all the good stuff. We get the first, I think, live action Disney remake, Cinderella. We get a mm. Hunger Games movie. All the good stuff. We're fully in the IP legacy sequel time, which is a good time, which is interesting to talk about because obviously we'll talk about it later, but this movie we're talking about today, getting a sequel, we'll voice our feelings about that in a later Mm -hmm. segment. Um, Some events of 2015. Uh, This was the time of Crimea, the FIFA corruption. Uh, (laughs) Cuba and U.S. became friends again. That was fun. Uh, Liquid water found on Mars um deflate gate that was a good time oh
1: yeah huge
0: big time and of course this was the year that the dress popped off on on twitter blue and black or or white and gold what have you so who are you i'm still a blue and black guy i saw blue and black
1: i'm a white and gold
0: man and that's why we're podcast Mm co-hosts look at us so if we can do it
1: anyone can yeah
0: solve your disputes everyone beautiful (laughs) Um, at the box office, uh, I forgot to mention this, uh, off a budget of $175 million, not quite She-Hulk budget range, which I read about this week.
1: <laughs> and 220.
0: Yep. Um, That's crazy. made 857 million worldwide. So pretty big for the year. It was the mm-hmm. seventh highest grossing movie of the year, uh, ahead of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation.
1: That's impressive. And, That's uh, pretty pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: And below Spectre, which is like a pretty lesser James Bond movie, if mm-hmm. I have to say. So pretty good stuff. Tough
1: competition that year,
0: though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big year. Obviously, you know, Force Awakens. I think Age of Ultron was the Avengers movie. So lots of stuff going on this year. Um, beautiful. Um, how it kind of came to be, Jackson. Um, development of Inside Out was actually greenlit in 2009. So this thing was in like production for five and a half years, which is pretty mm-hmm. wild. Um Pete Doctor noticed that his daughter uh, was becoming more quiet and reserved and began to wonder what was happening inside her head. So Doctor invited uh, a person named Ronnie Del Carmen who had previously worked as story supervisor on Finding Nemo and Up to come in as co-director to kind of uh, help out with the project. They sought inspiration for the film from their own personal experiences and what's really cool is they met with like psychologists and specialists to really kind of, kind of get it right. They didn't want to, want to half-ass it. So that's really kind of cool. And while designing Riley's mental landscape, they consulted neuroscientists and took cues from, from like DNA strands and photographs of like neurotic neural flashes. So like they like dug, that's cool. Like, like when they drew the characters, they're like, Oh, that's kind of what this looks like. And that's kind of what the mind looks like, which is kind of, which is kind of cool um the film emphasized how emotions organize our thoughts and social lives and especially the role of sadness in fostering connections which we'll get to which is key um just a little background which we'll get to again later but a total of 27 different emotions were considered in early versions of the film um a few i list here are coming up in the sequel which we'll talk about later um but some of the emotions were irritation envy greed gloom despair depression Love, Schadenfreude, and we—that's a
1: good one.
0: Schadenfreude is—is is that's a high. fun one. Um, we shame, embarrassment, and hope. So a lot of good ones in there. Uh, but the number was later reduced for the sake of simplicity. Thank God. Um, uh, there were a list of seven emotions, and they finally whittled it down to those five that they got. So happiness was renamed to optimism, and then later joy. And, yeah, and that's how it kind of came to be. Instead, the film spent five and a half years in development. And I think for good reason, you can tell the love and the the intelligence that went into crafting it. So totally there is that. Uh, let's move on to you did it. Congratulations. You, love, you, you, you did it. Congratulations. And I'll start with you, buddy. Uh, What works in inside out for
1: you? Uh well I want to talk about the fun cast of characters and like the the people they got to voice them cuz I think yes. it's one of the best casted like mm-hmm. animated movies I got to say like I feel like everyone loves to talk about like oh yeah that Amy Polar is Joy and like she's doing really great and mm-hmm. Phyllis Smith I think that is the most brilliant choice of this whole movie by that's the cool. way it's shout so out cool. to Phyllis of the office who it is kind of funny to think like she was like this casting director for the office. And because she was a casting director, she ended up in a Pixar movie. Like one day, like that's like a crazy little uh, spiral there, which is pretty fun.
0: So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like even when they were conceiving the movie, I think John Lasseter at the time who was head of Pixar was like, this is great. We could get like Lewis black as anger. And like, they got him. Like yeah. they, everyone that they kind of had their minds on. They, they basically got, there's not a lot of casting. We usually have like some, Oh, this person was considered. Yeah. Not a whole lot of them for this. Like they kind of nailed down who they wanted. Bill Hader was on the list for a long time. It's so fun. Mindy and Kaling
1: then, is a good choice too. It's like, just it's it's really great. Big and it's cool stuff. too, like to see like cause they give them like their own color and like their own like ways to express themselves, which is really cool. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun, like shape and color theory stuff that like really, really works out. Oh yeah. Um, and gives I don't know, like you can just tell who everybody is just by looking at them without them saying anything, which I think says a lot about uh, the the ability that Pixar can like bring little silhouettes and colors and shapes to, to be like these full fledged things, which is
0: yeah really, really cool. I was reading like interviews from the production designer of the movie. And he said like, this is the hardest movie he's ever had to do because of, I believe that because of that aspect of it, like yeah. all of the little intricacies of like, you know, the, the memory that, like aisles of of balls like look that way because that's how the brain looks like wrinkles and curves like my goodness that's that's crazy stuff so yeah
1: um what else you got uh yeah for one i wanted to talk about how this kind of goes into what you're saying like the concept is so unique and it breaks down these complex ideas and concepts in general like just for all ages yeah like even like the details like you mentioned like with like showing like the memories and how they are like stored and stuff like it's all this complexities that like nobody would really think or care if it is like realistic, but like they took some, like they they did their homework and it, and it shows and it's really cool. And even if it didn't matter to general audiences, it is just like a really cool detail that like a lot of it is so accurate.
0: Yeah. Um, Like even that, like the long-term memory stuff, like the mem like it's theorized by like all these psychologists and neurologists that like when you go to sleep, your memories from the day, they go down to long-term memory. Like that's something they theorize and that's something they, actually tangibly show you in the movie which is just a testament to the inventiveness yeah
1: and then uh yeah like and then just like the idea of like how you have to process like your sadness and like like i feel like the movie sets it up really well of like oh these are this is a negative emotion that you're not supposed to have this one's bad but then Uh, it, it shows like throughout the movie like oh well actually like this is a good way for coping with this or forming connections this way and actually like using sadness is a great way to cope with like how like how much you miss or care and like appreciate something a little bit more mm-hmm. and i just think that's so so great it's okay yeah. to be sad carter you know that
0: that's oh yeah that's the biggest that's like the biggest takeaway for me just like without you can't have profound joy and happiness without you know experiencing the profound sadness that comes before it and mm-hmm. it's just uh the and even the profound
1: it. sadness can bring its own uh experiences that like joy cannot provide that it right. like can make you like so much more deeply connected to yourself and, and what you're dealing with and oh, so good. You
0: just get the full experience of life. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, I just like to kind of go off that just to kind of talk about the inventive Pixar, like pound for pound. I still think the most inventive Pixar movie, you know, you see the memes of like when the movie was coming out, it was like, what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? (laughs) Like like, there really is a massive feat that I think they, pretty much accomplished like the fact that it's grounded in research and like is an accurate and accessible depiction of how our emotions work is is pretty cool um you mentioned kind of the the world building of it all the way Mm -hmm. it was conceptualized like you have the train of thought you have long-term memory like abstract thought which is one of my favorite parts um the subconscious imagination land and like anything from like we like still like today or like that was a core memory that i just had like I think that comes, like, at least was popularized by this. We're like, oh, we just made a core memory. So, all that is just is just so cool. Um, I talked about it briefly. The wide... The, I think it has the widest appeal of the Pixar movies, because I think kids can get something out of it that is more than just, like, in Soul, watching somebody turn into a cat. or you Yeah, know, Soul
1: is a lot more for the adults, I think. And yeah, kind like, of, the yeah. way
0: they try to bring the kids in is a little, you know, it's like on the nose. Is that the
1: detriment you're... to the story too. By yeah. Like the, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we talked about that what mm-hmm. two, two years ago when it came out or two and a half years yeah. ago. Um, And it's more than just like winning the piston cup, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think kids can actually learn something from the movie while also being entertained by it and have like an actual influence on their lives. And that's not a bad thing. And I think the parents on the other side, or at least adults, I guess, um, get Pixar out their smartest here. I know Pixar has mm-hmm. kind of been known to do that, but I think this is uh, the cream Especially of the crop. Especially at a
1: time too where I feel like educational programming for children, like I feel like, you know, Sesame Street was kind of pushed to the side. Like a mm-hmm. lot of stuff was bought by streamers and like certain rights went away and you just didn't get a lot of like the public access stuff. So to have something Definitely. that's so that pushes emotional intelligence in a way that like a lot of kids our age just didn't get the opportunity to grow up with. I think that's like really important too. Yeah. That. And, and now I think a lot of children's shows are definitely like, like bluey and stuff are like way more like into like exploring those themes. But I feel like for a time we really were in like a drought of uh, oh, yeah. per, like educational, like emotional awareness and stuff like that. So definitely. I think that's great.
0: I th- we've come a long way. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanna just also mention just um kind of the personification of like this might be harsh to say, like the death of childlike wonder. Um <laughs> like the the Bing Bing Bong's character, like mm-hmm. like just the fading of innocent childhood as we mature, I just think is handled so well. And like mm-hmm. that is the most devastating part of the movie. That's I cried again watching it um it's this so past good. time. And we'll get to that later, but like just incredible stuff. Um something i like i just have like two or three more things but like mm-hmm. really the first pixar movie like i was thinking about this after i finished it i was like it's, like the first pixar movie or just one of those movies like there's no antagonist character mm-hmm. like there's no villain it's just like the antagonist is the idea of just things changing and like that's just really smart and neat and
1: nifty and can i, can I tell you something funny please i the first time i watched this movie i was convinced that bing bong was going to have like an evil turn at the end <laughs> the and villain like arc? yeah and it was going to be like kind of like one of those clichés of like no i want her all to myself and like <laughs> but then like his sacrifice i was like oh now i feel kind of bad cuz i was waiting for him to <laughs> be a jerk
0: you're waiting for like the, the frozen turn yeah exactly like- <laughs>
1: yeah exactly that
0: yeah uh that's awesome um my last three things using riley as like a setting I think is awesome. It's Osmosis so, yeah. Osmosis Jones does it too. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. uh that's great. <laughs> um, the score, uh, Michael Giacchino, just so like ethereal. Like it's all these, like, I don't know. It's like, it's just so like in your head, and like you're like, that's what it would feel like to be inside someone's head. It's good stuff. And then finally, I've done the slander before on the show. I'll continue it making San Francisco look like this shitty place was so good <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I was like Riley I feel you so that that resonated with me <laughs> um you'll you'll get there San Francisco I I believe in you I'll go back and visit you sometime um wonderful I'll stop Broccoli The same. pizza
1: is ridiculous like that's it yeah. that's on. tough that's tough um
0: favorite scene Jackson uh do you have a favorite scene or favorite
1: scenes? uh yeah well this may be a little bit out of order but one scene i really want to talk about is when i think it's before the first day of school and mm-hmm. joy wants to put on like this memory for riley before she goes in and like and and it's just like yeah. the scene where she's ice skating and then it shows joy like skating with her in like the foreground and it is just such a beautiful moment that i don't know why i haven't really picked up on it or like really cared about it before but this time i was like wow that was like really special and it, it's not like a highlight of the movie it's nothing like small, huge yeah. but it's just this small moment that like really just like felt like so much more this time around which i i really liked
0: yeah i noticed that this time too because yeah. the score it's just like the mm-hmm. score kicks in right there and you're just like oh like you're floating it's it's really it's so
1: like, intimate too like it you i don't know it's just like a really good entry point for her character to see like because i don't know i think a lot of the time she is kind of annoying but like to see her like in this space where she doesn't have to like perform for other people. She's just kind of like trying to be like selfless and, and sweet. And it's just really good. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite moments for her character overall too.
0: Yeah. The only one I have before that is just like, just getting the lay of the land at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I just love the exposition. Like usually you're like, Oh, an exposition dump, Mm -hmm. but like this, like you're like learning like, Oh, the creation of the emotions, how the emotions work, how the memories work, like all of that is just so interesting. And I think that really works well because it's not just like an exposition dump. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm actually interested in what this is. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, what you said, um the Joyce skating is great. Um, what else you got?
1: Uh another one that I have is like whenever they're at the dinner table and we kind of get to go into the <laughs> other the mom and dad's uh heads and kind of see what's going on there is really funny because like one, you see like there's different people at the helm of, because <laughs> like joy is like the head of Riley and then like anger is the head of the dad. And I think sadness is mom, which is like kind of really sad, but like also informative <laughs> of their characters Um and just kind of seeing like how they react and like they aren't paying attention. And I don't know, like all of that I thought was really, really cool. Let's probe, but keep it subtle. So she doesn't notice. So, how was the first day of school? She's probing us. I'm done. You pretend to be Joy. What? Okay. Um, hmm. It was fine, I guess. I don't know. Oh, very smooth. That was just like Joy. Something
0: is definitely going on. She's never acted like this before. What should we do? We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. Ahem. <clears throat> With a nice pass oh, over the reed, oh, 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 comes across stay
1: Uh-oh. She's looking at us. Uh, what did she say? What? Oh, oh, uh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What?
0: Uh, he's making that
1: stupid face again. I could strangle him right now. Signal him again. Ah, so, Riley, how was school?
0: you oh. oh, kidding me. For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot?
1: It kind of opens up some, like plot inconsistencies maybe for like sequels and stuff that I'm a little bit curious about because mm. um one it seems like we're getting new emotions and future like a future project potentially so like do they go away like like are these like the five that stick around like all the yeah. time and like the other ones come and go or like, like how does that work um but then also I find it interesting and I don't know if this is something like you have like like read about or anything but like all of the dad's emotions are like male presenting, like like mm. masculine, and all the all the moms are like like feminine more. Yeah. And then like Riley has a mix of both. Is that kind of to represent like I don't know, like I feel like that that it's be still like... like gender fluidity, like trying to figure out like how you yeah. view yourself or like maybe like some of these aspects are from my dad, some are from my mom. I don't know. I don't know like what I would
0: like... I would be really interested to see if like if Pixar and Disney had the balls to like to say, explored to, to yeah. gender fluidity, actually. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I'm sure Pixar would love to, and then Disney would be like, "No." no.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I think that'd be really um, interesting. Maybe in the sequel, that could be something worth exploring. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know, because I don't know. I, it was just something I've noticed this time around. And I was kind of it, it definitely what your would be.
0: Yeah, definitely would be interesting to see. Like going at least going back to your point of seeing in in Riley's parents' head, like who's mm-hmm. kind of forward facing, leading the charge. Yeah, because like when I was reading about it, like. Like Riley's mom's chief emotion is sadness, which is acting as more like empathy, is what mm-hmm. like I read. Mm-hmm. Like she's the more empathetic, and dad's is anger, so he's his emotion is more protectiveness. So mm. um, okay, so I wonder if if we see in the sequel, like we start to see like maybe one of those like come more to the takes forefront. Takes a backseat. That'd like, be kind of interesting. Takes too, it yeah. from joy, but I don't know. I don't know if we know like how old time frame we are looking at Riley in the mm-hmm. sequel. I haven't really read much about that um if it's a, like a year later or something like puberty i don't know i don't know where we're going with that so we'll see but uh yeah that's one of my favorite scenes too like anger disgust and fear
1: kind of leading the charge and riley's yeah kind of trying to figure it out fun. So. it's fun. It's a lot of fun there um, it's good stuff i really enjoy that
0: and at the end uh, he's like and the dad said like well that was that was good that could have been a disaster it goes to mom said well that was a disaster
1: <laughs> yeah amazing stuff. amazing, amazing stuff.
0: um but before we keep going, I just want to mention before that I think first day of school is a really powerful so scene where Riley kind of loses it, and that's obviously where joy and sadness kind of get shot away. But yeah, just, like the stress that creates, like when fear is even like as long as we don't get asked called on by the teacher, we're good and then it happens. yeah and you're like, oh, I bet we've all been there. So I, that's a uh, that's a really good scene.
1: Yeah, so, I gotta say it was really fun watching this with Abby, who has had the experience of like driving across the country to a new new place at, around mm-hmm. the same age and kind of mm-hmm. having to like do all of that. And I don't know, it is it is cool to see how how much a movie can mean to someone going through uh, something like that. Totally, totally.
0: Um, you have any other favorite scenes? I've got i got a few I can sprinkle. in. Yeah, but... you
1: can you can go if you want.
0: Uh, I just want to shout out the abstract thought scene where they have That's to really cool. try and and get through and they're like oh no this is the fourth stage and they keep just getting like two-dimensional and they're just like fall Mm -hmm. on your face that's all that's really good um i really enjoy imagination land um walking through there and that's also kind of when sadness and bing bong kind of have the first talk about like yeah it's okay to be sad and like they kind of Mm -hmm. discuss that um kind of your first like foreshadow of what's to come i like i enjoy that um dream production is just really fun uh, do you think like,
1: they wanted to call it dreamworks but like couldn't
0: so close yeah i feel like they couldn't um <laughs> all, all of that is so cool um watching fear like watch the show and he's like let me guess she has her she doesn't have her pants on yeah has not pants on.
1: that would be such a meta thing too because it is kind of like oh they're bad like they're yeah. not like good actors so it's like oh if this was dreamworks like it'd be kind of like a funny like <laughs> dig at the other production got company. You. um i kind of wish they could have gotten away with that but yeah, that is like such a fun little world building detail.
0: Yeah, yeah just the world building is so good because then they go down to the subconscious and all of that is so cool and the clown comes out and all that stuff is is really cool. So mm-hmm. um and then like my my favorite scene is is when, you know, they fall into the pit and Joy realizes she looks at the core memory and realizes that, you know, sadness has been there all along and it lends to joy. That's just really mm-hmm. Really powerful stuff, and then of course, Bing Bong jumps off the the rocket, take her to the moon. Oh,
1: Bing Bong, we did it. We, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, (laughs) you made it. (laughs) Go, go save Riley. (laughs) Take her to the moon for me, okay?
0: That's tough. That's so tough, man. I'm still. oh I don't make a grown man cry. So that's <laughs> that. That gets to me. Um, that's good stuff. Do you have any in there that I that I missed before? Kind of. You the, hit all
1: the ones I I had. Yeah, you nail them. Uh,
0: Beautiful. And obviously the the conclusion, kind of the the sadness and joy create the core memory together, and the and the family comes together and mm-hmm. has that moment. Um, I I have just honorable mention for the triple dent gum bit. Is just <laughs> great <laughs> is stuff. Um and I like the getting rid of the emotions or like piano lessons what do you think let's keep chopsticks but get rid of the rest all oh, that's so good remembering certain presidents mixing up the facts and opinions was something that yeah. i had forgotten had happened and I was like mm-hmm. that is amazing
1: so I think the president's is like George Washington Abraham Lincoln and the fat one <laughs> yeah. I think is what they say which is so funny yeah
0: great stuff um, we love Taft we love Taft shout out Taft Um, favorite quote Jackson
1: uh, Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown is knew, my I favorite. It. I uh, I am so annoying about this quote because like I I don't think most I don't know I don't want to be like super pretentious but like I don't think most people who have seen Inside Out have also seen Chinatown. That's a not, a, guess. B- not it's a not big a huge overlapping thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's awesome. And then after I watched Chinatown for the first time and then happened to get back around to it, I was like, that is amazing. That's yeah. such a st- stupidly great joke. And like the source material is like not appropriate at all. That's great. Um, it's definitely
0: something for the adults. Yeah. Like
1: the context is so much, so much crazier. Uh <laughs> yeah from the source. It's so stupid. Um, I love that. Uh you mentioned before, oh no, these facts and opinions look so similar, which is so good. <laughs> Take her to the moon for me, okay, which is also great. And uh-huh. then the sadness iconic quote crying helps me slow down and obsess over the weight of life's problems, <laughs> which is also just fantastic.
0: Oh yeah. You you mentioned all the ones I wrote down, but the one you you didn't mention is
1: Congratulations, San Francisco, you've ruined pizza. Great stuff. <laughs> also, there's like a, a bear joke somewhere in that like San <laughs> yeah. Francisco bit, which is really good. Is that was that awesome. a bear? I saw a really hairy man. He
0: looked like a bear. Great stuff. <laughs> great Great stuff stuff. no notes something for the adults one wonderful uh wonderful let's go to um houston we have a problem houston
1: we have a problem
0: uh what could have been better jackson what do you think you got
1: uh i got a couple things Mm -hmm. um maybe you can play defense maybe you'll agree uh i think joy can be really annoying at times for the protagonist sure uh I get it. Like a lot of these characters have to be like the embodiment of one thing. So obviously, you know, they're going to be going at it a hundred percent. So if it's yeah. not your thing, it's not your thing.
0: Can I ask you, is mm-hmm. it, cause sometimes I have this when I watch movies, is it a, you're annoyed with joy? Or are you annoyed with Amy Poehler? Cause like mm. sometimes I don't like, sometimes parks and rec gets a little much for me because, That's fair. Of, because of that. But do you think it's a, or just a combination of
1: both? It's I think perfect- I I do like Amy polar and i I guess i don't love leslie nope all the time though too so maybe it is kind of just like that 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 aggressive maybe it's not her but it's just like the bubbly like aggressive like aggressive until everyone else is like happy yeah like forcing it i think is uh a little annoying to me something that bothered me that i don't think i've ever thought about before is every other character is monochromatic except for joy like, so everyone's like, like their hair is the same color, like everything like matches really well. And then Joy has like the bright blue hair and like the green dress and I've, and like the pink lips. And I don't right. know if like, that's like anything you know about, like, like why they well, chose to
0: do it like that. Uh, the only thing that I, I'll comment on that <laughs> is that I read because Joy and Sadness both had the same color hair to kind of show their mm-hmm. symbiotic relationship that like one needs the sure. other. So there's that. I can't comment on the on the dress. Yeah. How could
1: nobody else does it? Sadness should have some. I don't know something else. She
0: just got her white sweater. Yeah, that's fair. She's I guess because she's the most bright and loud. I guess, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a a cop out answer, but yeah.
1: Um, another thing that I just kind of am a little annoyed by, I guess, is like I think a lot of the world building is really good. And then there's like the islands of like blank of like like personality or whatever and like goofball
0: island hockey yeah, island. Yeah, I just yeah. don't
1: think they're like super thematically like solid all the way through because it's like she lied and then like the entire island crumbled away and it's like <laughs> okay well it's like all one, right like, one thing kind of yeah like just fair. ruins it all and it's, like is that brain damage like happening like what like what's going on like is she <laughs> sniffing glue while of it's her happening, brain or are just yeah. like deteriorating, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I that's it's not a huge thing, but it is yeah, just fair.
0: I mean, she lo- you lose your core memories, and then you can't feel anything. I like when the like something we didn't even mention, like when the the board starts to turn black, and like wow, mm-hmm. if she makes this decision. Like she just can't feel. She's not. Yeah. So she becomes yeah.
1: numb and stuff. I think I think that stuff is cool, but um, that stuff is powerful. Yeah. And then like kind of like the classic issue of like, oh, this is a r- we got to get from point A to point B, but we can't get to point B because all of these obstacles, and then. <laughs> the two final characters who need to get to point B this entire movie just come up with this like super arbitrary thing to like get them there. And like, yeah, it just yeah. happens really fast. Cause like the story needs it to happen. Yeah. Um, again, not like a huge thing, just like a little nitpick.
0: Yeah. I actually did have that one too. Cause it like, it's not like something happens that like magically presents itself that can make you get there fast. Like you could have done this the whole time. If yeah. you had just thought of
1: it. So, or had the character development to do it it's like okay now that they've had the character development they can do this other stuff i don't know but it's not like tied to the character development it's just like something that happens
0: yeah that, that yeah super fair mm-hmm.
1: um i
0: um that was what i had and then you that's kind of all i had the only the other thing i had was but it was kind of more of a conversation i wanted to have which we already had was <laughs> Why are some emotions like masculine and some are feminine mm-hmm. in like mom and dad's head? So I'm glad we had that conversation. Also, just
1: um, one more thing, too like, in indis- just like disgust is like a negative, um, like feeling kind of, and so is like mm-hmm. fear kind of, but like, I don't know, sadness gets bullied so relentlessly, <laughs> like, they just hate her so oh, they much. just
0: beat up on her. Yeah, but
1: it's like, I don't know, I, I think the other one, like, disgust is just kind of mean. And like that's like kind of her deal. She's not super nuanced yet. Although I think like eventually she could be, but yeah, I, don't know. I, I think feel that's like as bad as sadness if you're like looking at it. Yeah.
0: And I wonder like, like in less. in these sequels, if like do these new emotions pop up or does like one transform into the other? Like I don't know. <clears throat> like does disgust become sure. like I don't know, profound disgust. I don't know what the word for that is, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um that's kind of all I had. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to? Out, I my other big one is what could have been better is the um keeping certain cast members on for the sequel, but we'll get to that.
1: Later. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: um, beautiful. Um, okay, then let's move on to you like me, you really like me,
1: and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me,
0: and first with the Oscars, this uh won one Oscar, was nominated for two though. Um, it won the animated feature film Oscar. Um. This is weird. I went back and read these nominees and, like, I'm aware of them, but, like, not really. The first Mm. one is Anomalisa. um, Okay. That was like a
1: clay, that was like an adult animated movie, kind of, right? Yeah.
0: Like a really sad one. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it. Um, Boy in the World, which I'm not even really sure what that that is. Um, Sean the Sheep movie.
1: Classic. uh,
0: And then When Marnie Was There, which I think is. Either Ghibli or Ghibli adjacent.
1: That's a really weak category. Yeah. For that so year. That's actually kind of surprising.
0: You look back and see that and you're like, well, that was inside outs to win. Yeah. The whole time. Like <laughs> no Disney movies that year or, or nothing like that. I don't know what the Disney movie would have been that year if there was one. Like, I there probably wasn't one. So um yeah, just a really strange year, a weak category. Um hmm. also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which I hadn't realized. That's cool. Um, which is cool. Spotlight wins. Yeah. Uh, but the other nominees were Bridge of Spies, uh, Straight Out of Compton, and Ex Machina. So kind of a fun.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's a that is a pretty good. That's a way better category, I think, for yeah. nominees.
0: And uh, obviously, this year, uh, Spotlight wins Best Picture. So it's a pretty good Oscar year. You had Mad Max and Spotlight and The Big Short. Some good movies this year. I think this is when Leo won the Oscar for The Revenant too. So there was mm. that. So. Uh okay, Jackson, your golden Odie. Who are you giving your golden Odie to?
1: Bing Bong. <laughs> best dude. Best dude ever. He reminds me of our friend Davey. And I Aww. love Davey. Um, and I think Davey's the best. So shout out Davey. Extra shout out to Davey. Beautiful.
0: Uh my golden Odie is going to uh the screenwriters. Cause I just think it's such a mm-hmm. just a brilliant, well conceived movie. So and it took five and a half years to to get it going. So I'm glad they took the time and didn't like launch into it like a lot of stuff is happening now. So mm-hmm. um what about your squeaker? Are you giving your squeaker too?
1: I gotta give it to disgust. She's just mean. She's just, she's a, just mean she's to people. Just a meanie. Um that's fair.
0: Um uh, I'm giving my squeaker to Riley's best friend from Minnesota. <gasps> because Why? she gets on this little Skype call and she's like and Riley's like, how's it going? She's like, oh, the team's great. We got this new girl and she's amazing. And she's she does all awesome. these cool things. <laughs> and we're like, okay, like I'd react the same way. Be like, I gotta go. You're you're being a douche. So I get it. Um, beautiful. Let's move on to Shirley. You can't be serious.
1: Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
0: And we got I got a few trivia facts for you, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Some fun ones. Um, the first one that I thought you'd appreciate, which you probably knew or didn't know. Um, Frank Oz and Dave um, Goles—they voice the forgetful guards of the subconscious, which is. I
1: did see that today and was pretty shocked. Um, Obviously,
0: of Muppets fame, so Mm -hmm. I thought you'd you'd appreciate that. Uh, Some of the memory balls in Riley's mind uh, contain scenes from other Pixar movies, such as Carl and Ellie's wedding and Up, which is kind of oh, that's cool, cool. But like, if you dig into it, you're like, why are those memories in her brain? Don't don't (laughs) think about it too long. Um, It was her watching the movie. Of course, they love their Easter eggs. Like another one, <laughs> like in Riley's classroom. First of all, the classroom number is A113, which is like classic. in all the Pixar movies, classic. Uh, there's a map in the back of the room that has pins plotted at certain points. And all these pins are um, references to where all the other Pixar movies are set, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's fun. So, that's really fun. That's a fun one. Um, originally, this is kind of an original version of the script. Joy would be teamed up with fear rather than sadness. And the creators thought they would be the funnier pairing. That's kind of the only reason Um, they ended up going with sadness instead. When Pete doctor who directed the movie was on a Sunday walk and had a bad train of thought and he feared he'd get fired and lose his friends. And because of this, he realized joy needed to realize it was okay for sadness to be at the controls once in a while. So that's kind of cute. Um, Again, according to Pete doctor, each emotion we kind of talked about this is based on a shape. Uh, Joy is based on a star. Sadness is a teardrop, anchor. Anchor. Anger is a fire brick, which is a, mm-hmm. a neat one. Uh, fear is a raw nerve, and oh, that's cool. And disgust is broccoli. So,
1: <laughs> oh, that's really fun. Okay, that's fun.
0: Huh. Um, you know the House of Cards scene in Imagination Land. Mm-hmm. Um, the cards that make that house, the the king and queen are actually portraits of riley's mom and dad i noticed that answer. this yeah. time
1: around yeah and riley is like a like a jester or something yeah she's
0: the she's the it just says r yeah. yeah which is which is cool
1: yeah that so, was um, yeah that was a first time notice for me I thought yeah that was,
0: cool. that was the first time for me too i was like oh that's cool um depending on the country of release uh riley's dad is either daydreaming about hockey or football slash oh, okay. soccer so like if it was released in brazil they're probably thinking about soccer which is kind of cool, cool. Um, one of the various aspects of Riley's mind that was cut. There was a lot of things that were kind of on the cutting room floor. Um, one they got rid of was a department called Faces and Names, and this oh, department, that's great. This department was in charge of pairing up names and people Riley that has is met. So good. Um, but the leaders of the department don't like each other and they don't speak. So that's why there's like a lapse in memory about me with you-
1: Jamie Lee Curtis earlier this episode.
0: Me with animated movies we've covered on the podcast. <laughs> Um two more. Um, for the voice of toddler age Riley, the producers recycled old dialogue of Mary Gibbs who voiced Boo in Monsters Inc. They just Aww. recycled that, which is fun. Cool. And she's listed in the credits. So that's cool. And finally, unlike the other characters, I didn't notice this. Joy doesn't have a shadow due to her bright oh. personality. Oh, cool. Okay. The only character without a shadow, which is kind of cool. So thought that was neat. Um Jackson, the uh the Bechtel test, does it pass?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. They're, they're talking about a girl the whole time. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh the Rick Dalton Mean test. What do you think?
1: No, I don't think it says inside out. I could be wrong, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think they do either. We're feeling real inside out, aren't we? Um <laughs> and good date movie. I think this is a great date movie.
1: Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Anything anything we missed before we get into uh some other categories? No. Good stuff. Let's uh, let's hop over to what's in the box. Uh, what's in the box? And we're going to jump into some letterbox reviews before we go rank this movie amongst the top one hundred. Uh, what you got in reviews, buddy?
1: Yeah, I got two. Uh, starting with one from Shannon with a two-star review. It says, "I want Bill Hader to help me make all my decisions too," and I agree. Same. Um, super great. And then this one's from D. This is one star. I am. It says, "Am I too old for this movie, or am I too mentally ill?" And the answer might be <laughs> mentally ill. I'm sorry. Um, I don't make the rules, um, and I wish you well. We wish you all the best if you're listening. <laughs> Appreciate you.
0: Uh, wonderful. I I have three. Uh, my first one is from Ellie Hayes or Eli Hayes, maybe uh, four stars. Uh, when I have kids, I'm gonna make damn sure they get that Chinatown reference
1: yeah did you
0: write that review i'm not sure basically Um, wonderful Uh, a five-star review from ash this movie is for mentally ill people parentheses me uh (laughs) can relate that's great and finally i went searching because i wanted to find a half-star review Mm -hmm. um there's a half-star review from andy davis who is andy from toy story that's his character's name so this person is pretending to be andy from toy story uh, which is great stuff. Okay. And uh, is it the re- like their
1: whole account is just like the review in the character? Yeah. That's there's insane. Not,
0: there's not a lot going on in the profile, but this was one I found. <laughs> the review is just fuck you, Riley. She should see my emotions. So just great stuff there. Cool. Wonderful. <laughs> uh let's hop over to the list, Jackson. Um, uh, we have 28 movies. This will be our 29th. Uh-huh. Um Let's uh, start with, uh, let's go to the animated movies that we've definitely done. Um, what do you think? Is it better or worse than, I'll start with our lowest rated one of animated, The Iron Giant. Is it better or worse than The Iron Giant?
1: I feel like I was going to say it's around this. I mm-hmm. don't know if like you want to go like much higher or much lower or what, but this is like around the area I was interested in discussing.
0: So like, if you think about, well, here's where we can start then. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's better than Spider-Verse? Hmm.
1: No, I don't think so. Okay, but that's just me.
0: So maybe I—I th- I think I don't think it's better than. How about we put it? So we have Scott Pilgrim versus the world, kind of in in the middle here of mm-hmm. the two. How about we put it above Scott Pilgrim versus the world and behind Into the Spider Verse? Sure, How's I'm cool I with that.
1: Yeah, I feel good. good,
0: amazing. I will add it to the list. And as we mentioned, that is the. Uh, 29th film to the list. Cooking along. Love it. And I don't know, maybe a 30 we'll kind of revisit all this and see sure. what we're feeling um, when we get there. Beautiful. uh, Wonderful. Let's move on to You Feeling Lucky. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky?
1: Well, do you,
0: punk? And I'm excited for our little dumb- much of a game this week but more of a conversation and a little casting that we're going to do. Yeah. Um we alluded to it many times the episode but uh Inside Out 2 is uh coming next year uh the summer of 2024 and it's funny when I originally picked this movie I was like hey you know it's, it's one of those Pixar movies that wasn't sequelized and now we're doing it. So um
1: <laughs> it's the 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 uh stars align in weird ways with our episodes and like the timing of them because we don't Plan Boy, they do. this and of course the week that we were doing it uh, all this announcements for Inside Out 2 came out which is so weird. Yes um,
0: so um, the announcements he's alluding to we kind of got a kind of an idea of what the movie is going to be and when it's coming out but mm-hmm. the main thing we got this week was an announcement of four new emotions mm-hmm. that will be joining the the cast of characters in the, in the next film and they are Envy Ennui, Anxiety and Embarrassment Mm -hmm. so jackson and i thought we would just do a little a little casting game see if we can come up with and who we want for that and in addition to that because it's been rumored that apparently for some contract disputes and negotiations that mindy kaling and bill Hader may not be returning to voice disgust and fear yeah which is a big bummer and a, a big miss on the movie's part but i don't know what's going on there maybe it's I think it's just that they were not going to pay them enough money, which is a, a big bummer. So that sucks. in wake of that, if that's true, Jackson and I are going to recast those parts. Yeah. You want to start with those? Yeah, let's start with those because those are familiar and yeah. people have a sense of what the characters are. So. Let's start with uh, disgust, then Jackson. Um, who are you recasting in in the role of disgust if Mindy Kaling is not returning?
1: This, this one's interesting because I think this is almost the only casting that would make almost more sense than our, or than. Uh, sorry, I, I just gave it away a little bit, <laughs> Mindy Kaling. Because a lot of these castings are from like hit sitcoms at the time yeah. like, around like the NBC block, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I'm going with Aubrey Plaza for this. I think that makes sense. Uh, that's kind of her character in in Parks and Rec is like a lot of uh, that dynamic between her and Leslie. Nope. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be fun to see like like Polar and Plaza like mm-hmm. go back and forth with each other again. That would be fun. Uh, wonderful. I think that's I think that's beautiful casting and that's where they should go if it if it had to be done i um i went with maybe a name that not a lot of people know but if you're a big uh conan o'brien fan and i've watched clips from his show uh i'm going with a comedian called Nikki glazer mm. um, and she just has such she has great stand-up routines and it's just such a great um guest on on conan's talk show and is really raunchy but she kind of has this like i feel like to have the disgust vibe you kind of have to like up your nasally a little bit and like be like just sound really annoying and disgusted and she can definitely tune that up a little bit and I think she's cool. a lot of fun so but I like Aubrey Plaza a lot I think that's a, I think that's a solid pick so beautiful and uh, let's move to fear then uh, what do you have for fear or here I'll go first since you went first last time well we can alternate um my fear pick it's really hard to replace Bill Hader because I think Bill Hader should be in everything but for me, since I've been watching Only Murders in the Building lately, and I think this guy Ooh. is great, I'm going Martin Short. Uh, oh, that's great, man! I think Ooh. you know he's just this over, which is basically what all that panic's doing in the movie. He's this over, over the top, really loud, really excitable guy, and uh, I think he's just a lot of fun. And if anyone's going to replace Bill Hader, I think it's got to be like a legend per se. I,
1: I like that a lot. I like that better than my pick. I went with Michael Sarah. Um, I think oh that'd be he... fun. I think that'd be good too, but I think different kind of fear. It'd be it would be like a different uh type of thing. So I think I think yours is like a really good continuation of like what you know already with Bill Hader's performance and like moving that on. I like that one.
0: Yeah, sure. but maybe if fear like evolves into something else in whatever age Riley is now, then maybe that makes more sense. But mm-hmm. depends on the personality. So yeah, good stuff. Um, so those are the re- returning characters. Let's move on to our. Our new characters, uh, where do you want to start? Do you have one you want to start with or dealer's choice? Let's start with envy then. Let's let's start at the top. Um, what do you have for envy, buddy? Pedro Pascal. Ooh-hoo-hoo. This this part's gonna be fun because like there's no gender yeah. aside, like you don't know where you're gonna go. So wonderful. Uh yeah, Pedro, talk about that. What do you think?
1: He's great. I mean just it's just it's been like a couple of years of of everyone loving on him and Pascal give them essence. give him an animated role. I think that's that's a fun one for sure.
0: Why not? Go after it. I love mm-hmm. that. Um for me, for some reason I was just like so I, I, I picked a woman for this. So I felt mm-hmm. I just felt like I'd go down that route. Um and I kinda wanted somebody like when I think of Envy, I just kept thinking of Barbie for some reason. Mm. So I, I'm gonna snag Issa Ray. I wanted to just grab Ooh, one of the Barbies. Okay, um, that's fun. I think she'd be kind of fun, you know, in, in that role and just like seeing her kind of in Barbie, where she's like, kind of it's kind of the opposite. Like you're a Barbie, you're like at the top of the world, and like mm-hmm. to kind of do something a little different, like be envious of somebody. So, I think that'd be a cool route. But yeah, I well, guess it'll be interesting to see if they'll be male or female. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess I, I should
1: know. say uh, Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. Speaking of two and a half years ago of, of the podcast uh, I think that is a very envious role of his too and like he's, he's good in that very envious did
0: you know there's a movie called Envy
1: I'm sure there is Is it 2004
0: good? Ben Stiller Jack Black
1: what a film crazy anyway
0: uh, let's move on to the just the most fun like like I while we're doing it on we mm-hmm. um, and if people don't know what on we is I didn't um, yeah, I had to look it up cuz I was like, "Oh, I've definitely heard it, but I don't remember." Um, a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. So, just like a whole new level of sadness kind of and just like, I don't know, hopelessness. I don't know. It's it's quite a it's quite a role to take on. So, what do you think? Who is embodying ennui for you?
1: Vin Diesel.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's He's really a man
1: nice. of few words. I think he, he? he, I mean, like Iron Giant and Gru, I mean, just him being like, uh, like is all you need for that role. Add to the
0: voice work. Yeah. Iconic voice roles of just not saying much. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I like imagine this character is like almost an Eeyore type character. Yeah. When I was imagining <laughs> it, And I was like, who would play a good Eeyore? I don't know why, but I was like, I need, a, I need someone with a deep kind of like uh voice, but also it could be like kind of fun. I went with JK Simmons. That's good too. Uh, to, I like just, that a lot. Yeah. Just to be fun. But I'm liking your Vin Diesel one more more so. JK but...
1: Simmons would have been a really good anger also. Oh, yeah. Like that would have been a good, like a good role for him too. He's got some range. He does, yeah. He's played. Anger I kinda a lot, want though. Vin Diesel as Eeyore now. What the hell? Let's do it. Weird. Let's make it happen. Let's
0: get Winnie the Pooh. Well, Why do I want that now? I guess we have the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey sequel coming out. True, yeah. We could do that probably <laughs> if he's got some spare time. Um, wonderful. Uh let's go to anxiety. Mm-hmm and I'm, i'll start this time um i think this is just the right pick um i went with jesse eisenberg for anxiety
1: that's a good one i definitely i, I definitely like that one
0: feeling the zuckerberg energy mm-hmm. feeling the social network energy of just like the, the uh, i think that's uh that's good stuff so yeah what, what about you what do you got
1: uh so i kind of went and thought about like what shows are kind of popular now like what's like what is the Parks and Rec? What is the office mm. of right now? Yep. And I feel like that's Abbott Elementary. So I went with Quinta Brunson for Anxiety. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, I love her. I think she is so good and so talented. And uh, I think she does. Her character on that show is very anxious and mm. uh, self-doubting and inquisitive. And I think that's what a lot of anxiety uh, can be. So
0: Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that would have been a good. I should have thought of like shows. The Bear. The I bear. A bear get in here man um wonderful and then finally we have uh embarrassment
1: you know what's crazy you literally just said who i have for embarrassment i berry yeah
0: oh she's nice. so great she does I that thinking, so i haven't well.
1: seen the bear though i was thinking just from like her role in bottoms and like ninja turtles and stuff like she's been really fun this year uh our house is very big on her mm-hmm. and uh yeah coincidentally you just ruined it by saying it but that's okay
0: boom she just has that way that just way of talking i mm-hmm. just like like so um yeah, yeah it's like, like, so, like theater the
1: camp like she was so much fun at theater camp and like yeah. that's kind of what uh i feel like you got to go for
0: that's a great pick i went a completely different route okay completely different um mine is um jennifer coolidge uh
1: <laughs> wait that's great
0: like just you just hear like being embarrassed going like oh gosh you know just <laughs> wait i love that oh it's no, definitely a different different kind of embar- it's like, way different what we've just done is we've just cast different types of yeah emotions that, that was doing, a great so.
1: coolidge impression too was it oh i'm not known for my do coolidge, it again but... oh gosh <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's all i can do i can't do anything yeah else. they're micro that's so impression. good
0: um these are great castings um what are the odds that any we're still hoping like we've we've cast a knives out movie didn't get anything
1: none
0: fantastic four will be announced in like 2027 i don't know when, yeah. when that'll happen so we're still waiting on a few things but we got dc going maybe we'll see if we get it. i anything. bet
1: this one could this one could work i bet we could get one of those Coolidge might be not what pixar wants with their <laughs> brand but i would love that
0: who's to say man we'll <laughs> we'll see which route they take i'm hoping one of us is right and should, i guess i'd before I move on, are you excited for Inside Out Two? Are you cautiously optimistic about it, or are you like, um, "Why are we doing this?" Or are you like, "It, it, like, it could use a sequel."
1: It's it's kind of something interesting because like I do think maybe a sequel, but like in someone else's head would be kind of worth exploring and like oh, doing something else. Mm-hmm. I I personally would have been kind of interested in seeing like how a young boy uh like personifies like his emotions and deals with that because I think that is something uh in modern conversations that we're kind of trying to break down and understand of, of how men process their emotions and maybe that would be like kind of an interesting angle but Definitely. since it is kind of a Riley thing uh I'm not as interested in that because I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't think I'm as interested in that. Yeah. Unless it's if, like really different. So
0: I wonder if because like kind of the stinger at the end of Inside Out was like puberty what could Excuse me. What could yeah. go wrong? And like, maybe we'll get into a boy's head, mm-hmm. or maybe if we get that gender fluidity thing going, maybe we get into another girl's that could, head. That
1: could be really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, but
0: yeah, I don't know. Um, in terms of like Pixar sequels, are you thinking like, oh, this one could be one of the better ones? Or I like- definitely
1: would rather have this than like Monsters University or Finding Dory. Or like, I'm I'd sure. I'd rather invest in like the really good ones than not not that Monsters Inc. and, and are they I weren't good, but like. I don't know the the qualities of the sequels were severely.
0: Are the uh, only good sequels worse. Toy Story sequels from Pixar? I wasn't high uh, on Incredibles two, but you like. I'm an Incredibles
1: two defender just because it is more of the same of what I like and it's fun, but it's yeah. not like it's not new no. up to the same level as the first Incredibles no. at all. Yeah. Like Definitely. so, like totally. I don't know. I would watch like a billion Incredibles sequels, but like they're yeah. not going to be as good as the first one. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the Toy Story ones are probably the highest quality, and we also keep telling them to stop making the sequels too, which is kind of funny.
0: Yeah, and they keep making them, but like, I really enjoyed they Toy keep Story doing 4. It. And like, I don't know, I think we're getting a Toy Story 5 somewhere down the line, so like, yeah, I think we'll go yeah. until I don't know, so we'll see. And I just am not going to acknowledge Lightyear. Is that a Toy Story sequel? I don't know it's a weird thing,
1: Whatever. it's a spinoff, it's in the franchise. Yeah, it's in the franchise, and it's then not we good.
0: We don't need to talk about cars. Um, wonderful. Um, let's uh give a quick fantasy movie update and then we can get out of here. What do you say? Beautiful. Uh so this week um uh, we have a little early uh trolls action, a little early killer action for Jackson. <laughs> um Jeff has now all of his movies have accrued points now, so he's starting to reach the end point for him. All ten movies, trolls band together, opened overseas. Uh, earlier this month. And so we'll get a, a later wide release later in November, but it accrued some good box office numbers, some okay reviews, not stellar. So we'll see what happens there. The killers in limited theaters, which is cool. Cause it's a Netflix movie. So I love when they do that. So I hope that I can get to see that in theaters in Chicago, if it's there. So, uh, that's going and this week Priscilla opens uh, for Matt, oh, I didn't even mention who's Jeff's in first, Brian's in second, David's in third, Carter's in fourth, Cody's in fifth, Jackson in sixth, Matt in seventh, and Corbin. Um, so yeah, Priscilla opens this weekend, uh, unopposed, I think. Um, uh, but I think Taylor Swift is still floating around during the weekend, so I find it hard to believe that anyone will dethrone that for a while. Um, next weekend we have a four way head to head, which is exciting. The killer, the holdovers, dream scenario and the marvels oh boy oh boy so two of those are mine yeah and we'll talk about the marvels somewhere down the line and maybe during that convo we'll talk about this big variety marvel piece that came out this week maybe we'll touch on that <laughs> when that time yes yeah. a lot of things in that it was um,
1: brutal pretty
0: brutal um and yeah we're keeping an eye also on the actor strike might be coming to an end might not be they've been talking meeting every day so maybe we'll come back next week seems close like yeah Maybe we'll come back and see it's done. So here's hoping. So there's that for you. And with that, we're done. We did it. Um, Next week, we haven't really fleshed it out yet, but we're doing a little fun thing around actors of a certain age range. There'll be more on that mm-hmm. later, but we Jackson, I need to flesh that out a little bit. This is us thinking about it in real time. So <laughs> stay tuned with us. Um, Jackson, where can the people follow us on uh, Instagram and the old TikTok?
1: they can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at rough cut underscore pod. And where can they follow us on Twitter at
0: rough cut underscore co check us out there, like comment, Woo-hoo. subscribe on all the things do it please.
1: We love you. Thank you to film. Yap. Uh, Shut up. screw you Spotify, but still follow us there. Um, yeah. and yeah, beautiful.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you guys. Once again, and happy November. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. In case I don't
1: see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.